0: There were two more murders, 15 miles away. When police arrived, they found the telephones and electricity lines. We have a weird homicide. scene described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird... Morning. Cop of murder. Can an entire case hinge on a confession? On November 14th, 1974, a woman was born who would disappear in a case that took decades to get answers. A case that hinged on a confession that the alleged killer claimed... Was no longer true. So if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Tara Faye Grinstead was born on November 14th, 1975, to Bill and Faye Grinstead of Hawkinsville, Georgia. Years later, in 1999, the beautiful young woman won the title of Miss Tifton and ended up competing in the Miss Georgia pageant afterwards. Though she did not win, she was able to take the earnings from her pageants and use them to enroll in college. She graduated from Middle Georgia College and in 2003 got her master's in education at Valdosta State University. In 1998, she began working as a history teacher at Irwin County High School in Osceola and by the year 2005, added coaching beauty pageants to her plate along with education. Which leads us to the evening of October 22nd, 2005, when Tara Faye Grinstead, after a day of pageants for her students and a barbecue, disappeared without a trace. On Monday morning, October 24th, Tara's co workers noticed that she had not shown up to work and never called to say she was going to be out. Worried, they called the local police who went to perform a wellness check and saw that, though her purse and keys were missing, her cell phone was still inside and connected to the charger, and her car was still in the driveway. Looking a bit further, police soon realized the bedside clock in Tara's room was lying on the floor and was now six hours off from the time, and the driver's seat of her car was pushed back to accommodate someone who was much taller than she was. Even stranger was the envelope sitting on the dashboard with $100 in cash inside. Realizing there was a 36-hour gap between when she was last seen and when they came to her home, Osceola Police Chief Billy Hancock noted that something felt off about the case and called in the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. Once the GBI arrived and began doing an investigation of their own, they noted how there was no sign of a struggle or of forced entry. But with the exception of what had already been found by the local police, it didn't seem like the new round of investigators found anything else of note. While they continued to work the case, the local community reeled over the loss. Tara was a beloved member of Osilla's small, tight-knit population, and according to the Irwin County High School principal, quote, This is someone with a tremendous magnetic personality, and the kids just love her. This was never something they expected to happen in Osilla and things only got more troubling as years passed and no new updates were reported. In 2008, however, the case received some renewed attention when the show 48 Hours Mystery reported on it and drew a connection between Tara's disappearance and that of Jennifer Keese three months earlier in Orlando, Florida. We covered Jennifer's case in May of 2023. Police then revealed that they found DNA on a latex glove that was found in Tara's yard, quote, just a stone's throw away from her front stoop. And though they did not know the person's identity, Gary Rothwell of the GBI, when interviewed, said that the person could help lead them to a much-needed break in the case. Over the course of the investigation, the DNA had been compared against a number of male persons of interest, but none came up with a match. Things quieted down again until February of 2009 when videos surfaced on the internet allegedly featuring a serial killer who called himself the Catch Me Killer. This man recorded himself detailing what he claimed were the deaths of 16 female victims, one of which police believed might just be Tara Grinstead. Though he tried to digitally obscure his face, investigators later identified the Catch Me Killer as 27-year-old Andrew Haley who, as it turns out, was not a murderer at all, but the entire thing was part of an elaborate, bizarre, and macabre prank. He was removed from the suspect list, and Tara's case continued to go unsolved. She was legally declared dead in 2010, and leads continued to pour in on a weekly basis. In 2009, the Irwin County Sheriff got a tip telling them to search a bridge near Reedy Creek, though the dive team found nothing, In 2015, law enforcement searched a pond in Ben Hill County and, again, came up empty-handed. And in the fall of that same year, a true crime podcast, Up and Vanished, began and has been credited by both officials and the media for helping shed new light on the case and reignite interest. Then, finally, on February 23, 2017, the GBI announced that a tip led to the arrest of a man named Ryan Alexander Duke in connection to Tara Grinstead's disappearance, and likely her murder. According to the warrants, they believed Ryan, who attended Irwin County High School, burglarized Tara's home, and she caught him in the act. To avoid identification, he strangled the teacher to death and took her body out of the home. Charged with six counts, including Tara's murder, on February 28th, the GBI searched the Ben Hill County Pecan Farm, for remains, and though they did not say it at the time, it was later revealed that they walked away from the orchard with human bone fragments. Then, in March of 2017, a second man, Beau Dukes, was charged with helping conceal Tara's body. He and Ryan were high school classmates, and that pecan farm that they searched belonged to his uncle, Randy Hudson. According to the sources, all of this came to a head when a former girlfriend of Beau's came to police and spoke about the pecan farm. She said that she and Bo had relationship issues, but that, at some point, he told her that he went to the orchard and assisted in burning a body, and that while he did not actually kill the woman, he knew exactly who did. This, however, wasn't the first time police heard the names Ryan Duke and Beau Dukes. Back in November of 2005, the GBI received a tip about the two friends when another man said that he overheard them talking about killing Tara Grinstead and burning her body in that very orchard that they were now partying in. The tip, for whatever reason, wasn't followed up at that point in time, but it all seemed to catch up to Ryan and Beau regardless. Going from years of questions to two arrests in rapid succession, everyone was shocked by the sudden shift in Tara's case, especially her family, considering that Tara's sister, Anita Gaddis, said she knew Bo Dukes' family for years and never once connected him to the case. In August of 2017, a grand jury filed four new charges against Bo, two counts of making false statement, one of hindering apprehension of a criminal, and one of concealing the death of another, after learning that he lied to the GBI officials who interviewed him back in 2016. Though things continued to progress, shortly after the Irwin County judge, Melanie Cross, issued a gag order in hopes that it could protect their rights to a fair trial. But after multiple television stations challenged it in court, she relaxed it a bit, but still, quote, "...restricted public comment by anyone working with the prosecution or defense, court staff, and current and former police officers on the case." Fighting that, once again, the order was tossed out completely in March of 2018 just in time for a leaked confession to pop up on the internet that December outlining the interview between Ryan and the GBI, in which he said he killed Tara Grinstead and helped to bury the body. While investigators tried to track down who leaked the information, Bo Dukes was ordered back to federal prison for charges on a separate case, but before he could turn himself in, he was charged with sexually assaulting two women in Houston County. Leading police on a four-day manhunt, He was finally taken into custody after hiding out at a relative's home in Irwin County. Bo's trial officially began on March 19, 2019, and in the end, he was found guilty and was sentenced to 25 years in prison a few days later. Ryan Duke, though initially scheduled to enter the courtroom that April, had to wait until May 2022 after his lawyers argued that they were unconstitutionally denied funds for experts to testify on his behalf pleading not guilty to the murder and blaming the entire thing on Bo Dukes, the defense claimed that the prosecution had no evidence directly tying Ryan to Tara's home that night and said that his original confession was made under the influence of medication. On the fourth day of his trial, the jury heard the confession that Ryan made back in 2017 and were shown the video of him leading police to the pecan orchard where they allegedly burned and dumped Tara's remains. Taking the stand was the GBI agent who taped the confession, Jason Shodel, who helped walk them through the video in which Ryan could be heard saying, quote, I was stealing from her purse and she snuck up on me. She snuck up on me and I hit her. It was reactionary. I ran. I didn't know what else to do. He said that he was on drugs that night and did not remember exactly how he killed her, but that he did know that he left the house in a panic and brought her body with him. Countering the damning videos, the defense claimed that Ryan was on pain pills when the confession was taken and was not in his right mind. Then came Ashley Hinkle, a forensic biologist with the State Crime Lab, who testified that she swabbed that glove found in Tara's backyard back in June of 2015, and according to the prosecution, it came back as a match for Ryan Duke. The defense, however, argued the validity of the reports and tests, while anthropologist Dr. Ashley Gooding took the stand and detailed the 20 bone fragments found at the orchard and how they came from a finger, teeth, and cranium bones. Still claiming that it was Bo who actually killed Tara Grinstead, Ryan himself took the stand and, questioned by the defense, claimed that he first met Bo during his senior year of high school, but that he began seeing him more often after he was discharged from the army after going AWOL. He said that Bo stayed in the bedroom of their trailer, that they rented in Fitzgerald and when the defense asked about the increased use of drugs and alcohol, he claimed that he was, quote, passed out after a night of drinking just before Tara's alleged time of death. He said that a, quote, panicked Bo Dukes woke him up the next morning and told him that he killed Tara and, after initially not believing his friend, changed his opinion when Bo handed over her wallet and driver's license he recognized her immediately as one of the teachers at their former high school and said he drove to Osceola in an unsuccessful attempt to return the wallet. Leaving Bo behind as he did so, when he returned later that day, his friend said that he would show him where Tara's body was. They drove to the Pecan Orchard, owned by one of Bo's relatives, and still believing that this all might be one big joke, realization came crashing down when Ryan was walked right up to the teacher's body. He then helped Bo load up some wood into his truck, moved her body, and then placed her onto a pile of wood. While they lit the blaze, Ryan said Bo seemed, quote, almost excited, cheerful. He said that this was the last time he saw Tara Grinstead's body, and though he did help to conceal it, scared of Bo, he claimed that he played no part in the actual murder. They returned to the orchard two times. Once when the ashes dwindled and looked like nothing more than an abandoned campfire and a second time for a party in November of 2005. When asked about his confession, Ryan said that he decided to take the blame because he didn't think Bo Dukes would tell the truth. The prosecution used this inconsistency to try and prove that Ryan Duke was capable of lying and hinged most of their case on the fact that he, when questioned, confessed to being the killer. On May 20th, 2022, Ryan Alexander Duke was found not guilty of murder, aggravated assault, and burglary, but was found guilty of concealing a death. Three days later, a judge sentenced him to the maximum sentence possible, 10 years behind bars, and immediate eligibility for parole. Prosecutors at the time said they had no intention of filing any murder charges against Beau Dukes. They believe wholeheartedly that Ryan Duke is the killer, and that justice for Tara Grinstead and her family was not adequately served. Ryan Duke was denied parole in June of 2023, meaning he will not be released until February of 2027, and while all of that was going down, Ben Hill County decided to charge him with six new counts of concealing the death of another, hindering apprehension or punishment of a criminal, two counts of concealment of facts, and two counts of tampering with evidence. With Bo facing four similar counts in a separate indictment, Brian's lawyers argue that all of the charges should be thrown out since they are all past the statute of limitations. Prosecutors, however, claim they did not have probable cause to arrest the men until 2017, meaning they are well within their time frame for charges. The dispute is ongoing, and this is the last update that I could find on the case. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on November 15th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.